Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Deagle acts out. Oh, <laughs> Same again. Same again. I, I remember Melly signed from AC Milan on loan. You were like, this is the fullback we need. I still remember the. I was in holiday at the time, listening to. Um, I was away at the time, yeah, on holiday, listening to the scouting podcast you did on our Patreon. And I was like, the scout's raving about this guy. Yep. Melly's raving about this guy. This is going to be a signing and a half. And he comes and basically all I did was wear glasses and play Fortnite. <laughs> aye, aye. <laughs> that was the basic. Was it Specky Hot Dog we call yeah, it? Yeah. This is the one signing where you think, this is the guy we should get. On mm. paper, this looks like a cracking signing. But unfortunately, like a lot of Celtic signings, heart of a mouse, absolute heart mm. right, Well. Just Which isn't surprising for a Neil Lennon signing. Yeah, yeah. because if, if maybe that's Lennon's, a bit harsh. No, it's not harsh. But <laughs> Neil Lennon signings, if anything, what they lacked in skill and ability, they made up for an absolute graft and heart and all that other stuff that can sometimes drag you through a game. But that guy, as you say, earlier, as Melly said, Stephen, he, he was a bit. He was meek. He was crap. He was. He, do you know what? He was crap. Yeah, <laughs> we're already sailing close to the wind when it comes to. I've sort of country. Profile, profiling a player based on the country he's from mm. with the Jozo stuff about how he looks he really looks like mm. a, a centre half and all that but yeah, Diego lacks that as well he's a Uruguayan defender man mm-hmm. come on that comes with a certain a, a certain reputation he played in World Cups and Euros yeah was it was, it was 2014 not Euros but no. <laughs> hey hey he didn't play in the Euros because he's so like, do you, here can I tell you something let, let me just tell you something here wait a sec let me just uh, let me just uh, let me tell you do you know why he didn't play in the Euros because <laughs> he's from fucking Uruguay <laughs> he's from Uruguay that's why he didn't play in the Euros it, what I meant was he played in the uh, South American Euros <laughs> is that soup morphing you into Chris Boyd <laughs> you be quiet South American he Euros he didn't play in the Euros okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah he, did, he did he played in some of those things you, you just mm. listed it was a 2014 World Cup I think he came, or 2018 doesn't really matter get your facts um, right mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was, in, he was nothing uh, I'm tempted to give him a little bit of leeway with, with it being that season, right? Because certain things happened that season. A lot of signings didn't work out at all. He played enough. Man. Right, he did play it, play enough. He had braids. <laughs> <laughs> the cornrows, cornrows, which is already troubling mm. as well. Nah, Diego Luxell was a... God, is, that, is he a flop? He's an flop. You know who's not a flop? Um, I don't know what category you're going to put him in, but he's definitely not a flop. It's Frimpong. Oh, Frimpong. He signed in the same 
the same day as Leo Connor. Uh, so when you're looking at the two profiles of the players, Rimpong hadn't seen a minute of first team football. He's coming from Man City's sort of development squad. Leonard had seen him play against Celtic's uh, reserves and thought, keep an eye on him. Mm. Didn't expect anything of this guy coming in. Lennon said maybe development team, but then after a couple of weeks, Lennon said, I can't hold yeah, this yeah. guy back. Uh, bought him for absolutely nothing. I'm really torn between blockbuster and good bit of business. Good bit of business because mm. he came in, played really well, and we sold him for a massive fee only 18 months later. But he Went did. with Barcelona in this yeah. window. Yeah. Although- who isn't he? <laughs> but he did. He was there for such little time, and he did play in that ten in a row season. because uh, he could go on to be a blockbuster player, but I don't know if he was for us. But yeah, some of that. the games he played for us, like he was unplayable at right mm. back mm. for this wee guy. So enthusiastic, one of those guys who you just loved watching playing because you can tell he loves what playing football mm. and the famous Oh My Days interview after yeah, winning yeah. the League Cup against Rangers and all that. Ah, I think I'm going to need to do a really good bit of business for this guy, yeah. but I loved him. Man. Top end of good bit of business, isn't he? He's good bit of business plus. Isn't <laughs> he? He, he, is he one season away from Blockbuster here? Is yeah. he just, just that slightly too short a Celtic career to truly be considered although having said that we've already put Jota in and he's been he was here longer than him to be fair Frimpong played in the curtailed season as well didn't he so he only got up to March and then the second season was the disaster season and he left just after Dubai I wonder what (laughs) (laughs) I I think everything about it is blockbuster Apart from the length of time yeah. that he was here, and maybe leaving in mid season, maybe just sort of takes the shine off it a little bit because, as you've already said, came for nothing, left for massive money, quick turnaround. That, this is how we're supposed to do it. I know we've got various problems with the releasing of players at the right time at Celtic and the fans accepting that as a role within European football, but that was the perfect. Mm. Yeah, that was the perfect turnaround of a player for massive uh, profit. Who did we replace him with? John Joe Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was a wee bit hesitant to say the perfect turnaround. Yes, but that's not his fault. That's no. not his fault, right enough. Uh, Celtic did a good job of the Frimpong thing as long as you end the analysis of it on the day he mm, left yeah. and, and don't think about who replaced him. Is 100% good bit of business, bordering on blockbuster, but it's just that, you know, maybe if he'd seen out the season, if, if Celtic had won 10 in a row, and, oh, he, and he was part of yeah. it. He's, he's ridiculously he's right into blockbuster. And had he stayed, we probably would have had a better chance of winning 10 in a row. <laughs> well, well but, I, it was a long, long way gone by then, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? But, uh, the world's first 26 point right back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you think he'd get on with Ange? Uh, well, that's interesting because it's a totally different. I, I don't know if he could play that role. Could you see him mm. come inside, take the ball? I haven't seen much of him or really anything of him in Germany I don't know what which role as a, a fullback he's playing but I do know that here he was completely different and quite often when we're making the case for the current fullbacks Taylor and well, mm. it's, it's mainly Taylor we're making the case for because we often say that look, forget about Frimpong and Tierney they don't play like that anymore so it is a complete contrast do you know there. where Ange would play him? right wing he would mm. probably play him in right wing because those low crosses, Frimpong was brilliant at that mm, and Ange yeah. loves a bit of that as well. So I can see if he was still here, I could see Ange going, you know, let's push you up the pitch a wee bit yeah. and see how you can do up there. Um, so where are we putting him? Good bit of business. If there was a good bit of business plus, <laughs> he yeah, would be there, yeah. but he's a good bit of business. I think so. Yeah. Um, Cameron Carter-Vickers. Oh. Now this is a guy who I love. Yes. I love Carter-Vickers. This league strolls it. He's, an, he, 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 he's a Rolls Royce to coin a Neil Lennon term. 
Um, absolutely strolls this league. I think the only reason he's no disgust up there with Virgil van Dijk and all that sort of stuff is because one, Virgil van Dijk obviously was a better footballer. That is plain to see. He's ruined it for everybody. He's he? ruined it for everybody. But also, Carter Vickers goes about his business a bit quieter than van Dijk does. Van Dijk had the free kicks. He would maraud up the pitch and all that sort of stuff. But as far as the defensive stuff goes, Carter Vickers doesn't break sweat. I've no. not seen a single thing in this league that has caused him to even get out of third gear. He oh, yeah. just breezes through it, takes the ball off people, anticipates stuff, wins headers. He's there all day. He's earning his calm. Plus, he's got that trophy. 20-minute Tim's Player of the Year as yeah, well. Yeah, 20-minute right? Tim's Player of the Year last season for us. Yeah, so The really granddaddy s- of them all when it comes <laughs> yes. to, to, to individual player awards. Ah, he's been brilliant. Absolutely superb. As you were saying that about Carter Vickers, I'm quite conscious of the fact that it's it maybe been quite unfair on Frimpong because of just that curtailing of his Celtic career because he is we've seen his whole Celtic career whereas we're putting him up against guys who have basically just started and they've hopefully get seasons to come and we're going like oh they're just better they're just better yeah. they were just giving them the wee pinch in the cheek oh Jota and Carter Vickers you know they're, they're possibly blockbuster so I, I, do, I am aware of that that you know that you could pick up you could wake up tomorrow and they've both left Jota and Carter Vickers you're aware of it you seem unlikely but yes yeah, yeah, it is but I'm, but I'm choosing <laughs> to ignore it uh, Carter Vickers he's he's a blockbuster yeah. for me well, a tremendous signing absolutely superb and again with, with the Frimpong thing as well we don't know what's going to happen with Carter Vickers he could be here for four years and leave for nothing or, or mm. whatever long his contract is so th- that fee we don't know what's going to happen we don't know the nature of when he leaves Celtic so as we sit here just now we can only go on how it makes us feel yes. Melly. do you know what I mean Carvickers blockbuster, superbs. I love the guys. I remember deadline day. I thought we'd had a good deadline day bringing in Jot and Jack and Marcus, and there was chat. Carvickers permanent deal loan might be too late, might not go through. And I was like, Do you know what? Star felt and Welsh have been all right, but now starting the season, I couldn't. I can't imagine Celtic without the guy. He is just brilliant, and look, he might be one of these guys that maybe like Scott Brown is maybe linked away, but. Premier League teams don't take a chance on him mm. because I think well, we can be, get better guys on the ball out there. But even if he was to do a Jozo and stay with Celtic his full career, good. Because <laughs> I think he's just going to stroll up here. He's, he's a 25 really good at the end of the year. Exactly. So he's, he's not young. So I just think this guy is exactly what you want from a deadline day signing. Alone, you think, right, let's see how it goes. And then when he comes in, we'll get this guy signed up as soon as possible. And I just hope he's here for years to come. Um, the thing about it is him and Jota kind of show you sometimes all a player needs is a, a manager to put a bit of faith in them and yeah. start playing yeah. them. Because it's remarkable to me, like these guys come to Celtic, they do well for a relatively short period of time. Like a, a season is what, six, seven months of football, eight months of football, something like that. They play eight months of football, having been at a club for years, having been on loan everywhere else and had been a bit nomadic like Carter Vickers and immediately people like, that guy could play in the Premiership. He could play in the Premiership the whole time. Yeah, it's yeah. just no one's noticed or he's never found a manager that's inspired him to do uh, it. He's finally found a home because he had a numerous amount of mm. loan spells, didn't he? He was all over the place down in the Championship and now he's at Celtic. Um, so where are you putting him? Oh, Blockbuster. Blockbuster? Yeah, easy. absolutely. Blockbuster yeah, for dead me. Dead easy. Next one up, I'm sure we we'll all agree, contender for Blockbuster. Badder El Kaduri <laughs> Scored against Rangers Immediately puts him up there uh, Alan McGregor Cheers for that one He's No one expected more From Badder El Kaduri yeah. We couldn't reasonably put him in there 
It wasn't really a good bit of business. Barely played. Would they play maybe a dozen games or so? Left in the January, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, he's a flop. Yeah. I mean, he was at Dynamo Kiev for like 11 years. Really? Before joining Celtic on loan. Played 300-odd games or something for mm, them. Massive right. amounts of game. Very experienced Moroccan international left back. Who were we trying to replace at that time? Izagiri broke his ankle, oh, was it? Right, yeah, that's yeah. right. Because I did wonder why. But I just couldn't remember if it was before or after Izagiri or whatever. So Izagiri comes in. Izagiri goes out. Badr El comes in. And I can barely remember him kicking the ball for this. No. Apart no, from that trundler against Rangers. Yeah. That uh, was it was it. a keeper's mistake as well. And we get pumped 4 2 in that game. So absolute flop. So that's Badr El Absolute <laughs> flop. <laughs> Next up, and one everyone's waiting for an explanation for, Effie Ambrose. <laughs> so, let me remind you once again, Blockbuster, good bit of business. He's Effie Ambrose. Um, outright, expected more, outright flop. He's quite literally all of these. Yeah. <laughs> all of these. So that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of why we, we, we made the, he's Effie Ambrose, <laughs> Stephen, because it, he's, he's a... He's a renaissance man. He's everything. He's a, ma- a man of many He's talents. everything and nothing all yeah, at once. He is the one man in Celtic's history who's beyond, he transcends pigeonholing and yeah. the, the likes of which we, we are <laughs> yes. trying to do today. He cannot be pigeonholed. <laughs> no, he will not tie Effie Ambrose down mm. to one of our meaningless little tears that I we've created. Just put the whip my like. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There is no need to be upset. There's, there's disasters. There are backflips. Yep. There are memes. There are, did he not? play international duty and then fly back in a plane and play for Juventus Celtic for in the Champions League or in yep. the Europa League or whatever it was less than 24 hours later and he played well and no he cost two goals did he cost two goals <laughs> yeah, he played yeah. badly he's played well he has played it's just he's, he's done everything cost the goal against Red Imps as well Co- yeah. and he's played for many managers and he cost buttons so you could say he's a good bit of business he's definitely not a blockbuster but for entertainment value yeah. he was a blockbuster yep. he's been a flop we had expected more so we had to create the he's Effie Ambrose category the, the dribbles the playing in multiple memory played it right back for a oh, time yeah. as well so He's F.A. Ambrose, isn't he? Hey. He's F.A. Ambrose. Won the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, yeah. Did. Won a load of trophies at Celtic. Pish at football, what? <laughs> yeah, where, where does he end up? He's ended up at Livingston. Livingston. Hibs. For a bit, yeah. Where does he now? Derby. Yeah. Was that St. Johnston? I, I don't think he's got a club right now, does he? Dunfermline Athletic. St. Johnston well. is probably without a club, so F.A. Ambrose. He's F.A. Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, I think Greg Taylor epitomises epitomises especially now given his recent uptick in form a very particular category we've got here and I think we're all going to agree on it but I'll come to you first Melee. yeah this is a Diego Laxalt I know for certain that Celtic tried to sign him the year before Mm. but didn't go through it was him and Aaron Cresswell this is why Greg Taylor was signed at the last minute on deadline day because Celtic were trying to sign these guys and it didn't work out at the start, you're thinking, ah, he's he's no Kieran Tierney replacement. He's a completely different player. I didn't really get it. While thinking, he'll do a job. But as soon as Ange came in, you're like, right, this is what this guy's made for. Him and Ralston have really settled into these roles and done really well. And you're just that a real good bit of business now. Mm. A real good bit of business. How he, much was he? 1.5 million or something? So less than 2 million. Between I thought it was one. more. I thought Did it was you? upwards getting towards three. Oh, what you discuss, Taylor, what yeah. you discuss the benefits of Greg Taylor, Stephen? Yeah. I'll Google it. I, I think he was getting up close towards three, but again, that might be one of those with... Because we get 25 million for yeah, once, he, once he wins the Ballon d'Or and all that, <laughs> it, it goes up over when? three million. <laughs> yeah, when, okay, Greg Taylor is proving 
in the fullness of time to be a great sign for Celtic. Now, we're in season four now, as yeah. we record this, so maybe it took him a while to get going. He had the competition with, with Bull and Goalie for a little bit, that which he resoundingly won, I think we can all agree. <laughs> Greg Taylor has been a really, really good sign, and he's been excellent this season. I think it would be excessive to make him blockbuster. Yep. However, I think he is most certainly a good bit of business now mm. I think I think absolutely even if he has 3 million you know what does that get you we've just spent all season you know, ages talking about exactly what that gets you when it comes to up front you might think it's quite a lot to pay for a Scottish based player but we did it, we did it with David Turnbull as well mm. very similar fee and I think he's been a success as well see Greg if he's Taylor, good it doesn't really matter exactly I know it's something we focus on too much but we're using it as a kind of a guideline for how we feel about these signings but I mean who really cares about transfer fees at the end of the day Greg Taylor was without a doubt without much ado I think goes into good bit of business for me yeah definitely fantastic fantastic bit of business I had yeah. a wee look there Steve while you were chatting 2 million was offered on deadline day at the beginning of the day it was turfed out and then he ended up signing for an undisclosed fee so that tells you it's probably obviously going to be more than 2 million but as you say Melly, it doesn't matter because he's a good player and worth every penny even, yeah. if, we'd turned, even if it turned out that we'd signed Greg Taylor for 4 or 5 million at the time you'd be like I can't believe we paid 5 million for this guy but now you'd be like actually money well spent yeah yeah Next up, a man I know absolutely nothing about. Signed by Martin O'Neill. Any guesses? Michael Gray. Oh, right. Okay, right. Michael, Michael Gray. Can he even, did he even play for Celtic? I vaguely remember seeing a Celtic shirt. Funnily enough, we, we have discussed them before on a similar video to this where we ranked the loan signings of all mm -hmm. time, uh, Michael Gray. And again, he's, he's going to come into much the same category or a very similar ca category here. But what I do remember about Michael Gray, having looked him up for the purposes of that, is that he came in barely played but when he did play Celtic always won I think he was um, always on the winning side including in a game against Rangers where he came off the bench for about 18 minutes or oh, something like that he gets the credit for that so he barely played Michael Gray he was a player of some reputation down south from memory he played for Sunderland for years came up to Celtic ended up at Blackburn but, didn't he right okay the, this is the the very start of the existence of the transfer window so we're only going back a certain amount of time it's only the last 20 in fact exactly 20 years now that the transfer window has been a thing at all so and, and even at that the transfer window deadline day which is what this this video is about didn't really become a thing either until nah. Sky started started the pish they basically ramp it up into <laughs> Jim White and all that so it was many years later wherever they started getting excited about transfer deadline day Back when we were saying Michael Gray, it just so happened to be the last day of the month, or maybe even the, the first day of the the, the next month, uh, depending on which date the day uh, the day fell on. Michael Gray, absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing to say about him. He was one of those loan signings we get in that do absolutely. It was kind of similar to El Kaduri, I suppose. He is a. Did I really expect more? Maybe because I heard of him when he signed mm. for Celtic. Maybe expected a little bit from him. But I wish we had a who category. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, who? Uh, well, uh, uh, he, he goes straight into Effie Ambrose for, for me. No. Yeah, he's a he's a flop, to be honest, flop. Michael Gray. I have to agree. It was in around that time where Celtic switched from a back three to a back four and we're looking mm. for a left back, Uli Lawson and him. And it just you thought, oh look, Martin O'Neill's got a good record for getting these guys from England that maybe aren't really playing and then getting a tune out of them. Not Michael Gray, just... Was I just, he even a left-back either? I thought he was kind of a winger for most of his career as well, uh, wasn't he? He's just a strange player and thought it might work out, but 
I always like to pride myself on like Martin O'Neill's time. That was my time watching Celtic, and I loved it and watched every game. But I just have nothing with this guy. I have <laughs> no. no memories. I think I remember playing him at Easter Road once. So absolute flop for me. When Rooney battered him, he did that. that, yeah. that oh, was that, I was about to mention that, but I couldn't remember which way around it was. Whether <laughs> yeah, yeah. he slapped Wayne Rooney or, or Wayne Rooney slapped him at some player or a player of the year dinner or something. Next up, Zeng Z. Now a controversial one here because signed by Tony Mulberry. Uh, from Charlton Athletic where again just from memory he had a fairly solid career at Charlton Athletic yeah, wasn't he yeah, he was like yeah. a regular mm-hmm. player for them and we got him on a free transfer and ended up signing a decent deal in research for this podcast I saw there was a story in the Guardian which looked back quite unfavourable a lot of people were accusing Celtic of signing him for <laughs> marketing reasons <laughs> shot sales of course and I'm like yeah. That's, is that quite offensive because it's not like Celtic went to China and signed this player who had not really played it in it this was an established British yeah, football. Yeah. He was Chinese, but he'd been established in British football, UK mm-hmm. football, and we brought him to Scotland. And immediately, I was like, "Ah, you just signed this guy to sell shirts." I mean, if, <laughs> if you posed that question to the guy himself, he would he would probably say, "Hold on a minute, what are you, you trying to suggest here? I'm a professional footballer. I played for Charlton for nearly three or four years, and then you say they're bringing me up here as some sort of fucking mascot." <laughs> loads and loads of caps for China oh, from memory as well. Mm. He's a, a very, very like firmly established footballer. Again, like. It, it's, it's always just that part of the world. It's the Far East Asia that people like, level these weird accusations of shirt sales and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Because I remember even when Celtic were linked with the, the current influx of Japanese players, that's the kind of thing that comes up. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just about the shirt sales. Or we're, we're not going for established players who, who know the league and all that. We're going for these guys to sell a few shirts. <laughs> it's, it's totally Q-O nonsense. selling a few shirts. Anyway. Right, well, it would be that. But like, it, there's, there's a difference between signing a guy like Koki Mizuno, right, who had no standing in football whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He was just a guy we brought in, tried to build up to something of the standard of this Scottish league and it didn't work out for him, let him go. And signing a guy like James Z, who was, as, as you've already said, firmly established as a British-based, mm-hmm. al- albeit foreign footballer. So I don't think that that was ever ever a thing, signing these guys for, for the shirt sales and all that. And in recent years, many articles have been published on this subject that kind of paints that as all of bit of a lot of pish anyway yeah. that, that it doesn't really happen you don't really it's a favourite subject it is yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> mainly for for these reasons I don't like it being thrown at footballers that their all their worth is basically punting some tat in Osaka or something <laughs> it's just total, total <laughs> rubbish Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. However, just whilst you're on the subject, that is the only reason we signed Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> that is, a hun- you know, if any club <laughs> is going to try and Dale boy it with a sign and it's you know if Celtic you know I do I do believe Celtic thought they thought themselves they could tap into the the lucrative market with with the likes of Dewey for example but as I said there's just treating every Asian player that came to Celtic as some sort of marketing gimmick is really really (laughs) fucking offensive very disrespectful Uh, to the player even taking away the the slightly dodgy you know racial profiling of it it, it's very disrespectful to the players themselves who as you've already said are professional footballers at the end of the day Zheng Z before we move on I remember I Glorious goal against Hearts. Oh, where he kind, of, yeah, kind of hooked it over his shoulder right in the top corner. He started a game against Rangers, maybe? Mm, I think a, he might have. Yeah. This was Lennon had taken over from Mowbray and what did they win the eight league games uh, left in the season? Oh, yeah, yeah. But we still were miles behind in the league and then he lost the Ross County game. But I think he only had a one, a two year deal, maybe a one mm. with a, another mm. year on it. And he just sort of. You thought, oh, maybe Lennon will get something out of him here, but he we offered him a new contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he right. just didn't. He didn't want to stay. He didn't sign it. I think right. he wanted to come play for Tony Mowbray. Tony Mowbray had tried to sign him for West Brom and, couldn't, see, get, and right. couldn't get the deal done. Then brought him to Celtic. Scared of Neil Lennon? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, probably, or Neil Lennon. Well, Neil Lennon obviously liked the guy yeah. and had him up against the wall by the throat <laughs> and all that. You signed this Lennon, contract. <laughs> you signed this. Could we get shirts to sell here? <laughs> we have bought. Two billion selling shots, <laughs> and it's your fault. We can't sell them. Two billion. So you're staying here till they're fucking gone. And he says, "Nah, no deal." Or you're hitting for them. <laughs> no dice. I've got to go and play for Fulham or whatever. It up. It, I, the categories again. It doesn't really allow for much when it comes to a guy like Zheng Z because he's a very specific and also a very kind of nondescript case, isn't mm-hmm. he? He's not really a flop. Also, I didn't really expect any more from well, I him. Did. Yeah, I think I did. I did because right. one, again, football manager, his stats were really good in football well, manager. He was a good player in football manager, which colours a lot of my football opinion from this time. And again, it was about that time when YouTube videos were starting to emerge right. of footballers and he was like a hardy midfielder. He could play anywhere 10 central midfield. He could play in the eight. He could play right and left wing. And I thought, this guy's could be a player. He I'll technically bet. gifted footballer, do you know what I mean? And he just he never really... Did much, but again, it was an awkward time for Celtic. So I'd say expected more. I'll buy it. You've charmed me. I can I can get on board with that. Yep. Yeah, expected more for me. Not too much more, but just expected better than he done. Like you can go. I mean, that good goal he scored once. Like, mm. but that's 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 in a full season. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we created these categories with some players in mind. We obviously created Effie Ambrose with Effie Ambrose in mind, and I think we might have created another category with this player in mind, Odson Edward. Oh yes. Melly, you made a weird noise, you go first. <laughs> oh, blockbuster all day long, <laughs> isn't it? It's just a shame the old 10 in a row season has sort of 
coloured him and couldn't be bothered, lazy and all that. But ah, what a player to watch. Absolutely tremendous. We can have that age-old argument, hammered and belly, best since Larson, but he can make a case for both of them. Just a brilliant footballer. This is the kind of guy we should be going for. Loan had the option to buy him, took it up, and it was money well spent. Made our money back on him, but more importantly, we got to see some tremendous performances from him. A guy that, no matter like Rogers last season, even when Celtic weren't playing well, we're scraping through a lot of games. I always felt Celtic can win this game because mm. we've got Odds and Edward in the team. So many big goals, the cup final against Hearts, the one against Hearts where uh, Lennon's first game that night, he uh, came back to Celtic on that day. We mm. sat and watched it in your Stephen and that last minute goal with a cross for Scott oh, Brown yeah, yeah. and the scenes, but as well, Hunskelper, he oh. bagged them against oh. them time and time again and that big breakthrough in the 3-2 game at Ibrox when the three us were there. What a day and oh, what a player. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I can't can't really develop further much or much further on that as well. Great, great signing. I'm not particularly interested in the in boiling it down to how he left and all mm. that. I think how's he getting on at Crystal Palace at the moment? Uh, uh, I, 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 I kind of got the impression with Odson Edward, he was the sort of player that had he stayed at Celtic, you know people say, Oh, if you stay at Celtic, you make yourself a hero and all that. But in reality that is a lot of the time these players are much, much better and they could go do yeah. much, much better elsewhere. But I kind of always got the impression with Odson Edward was that fitted him. And then seeing how casually, I've obviously I don't have a close sign, how he's getting on at Crystal Palace, just what I pick up Nathan and read. And you're, you're kind of like, in, in another not so distant galaxy, had he moved from Paris Saint Germain to Crystal Palace, I could see Celtic now trying to buy him, a bit like a Yeti. Yeah. The move didn't quite right. work yeah. out. Yeah, we yeah, could go out and pay a bit of money and bring this guy in and he would be good for us. Which yeah. tells me, had you stayed at Celtic, you would have been a absolute superstar here well I'd even argue he was at Celtic too long eventually because mm, yeah. he wanted to go he wanted to go and test himself in England I've, again I've never had any problem with that I nope, don't, I don't have any issue with that yep, exactly we want players who, who come and see themselves on that path the, the, the path to greater riches in the, the higher level all that stuff so I've got no issue with that whatsoever he it didn't leave in the greatest of circumstances. But again, it was a symptom of what was going on at the club mm. at the time. We kept these players for far too long when what we really should have done is taken the emotion out of the, t- the 10 in a row and done the se- made the sensible decisions at the time. The it's decision all, Neil Lennon wanted, by the way. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But, you know, it's all water under the bridge now. But we, we should have done better by some of these guys. Edward was a great player for Celtic. Hunskelper, you've already mentioned. Goals in Europe as well. I remember yeah, yeah. him scoring against Copenhagen, against AC Milan. Several goals in Europe. I think he was a fantastic signing and he's without a doubt blockbuster. I yeah. think the, the Crystal Palace thing, he's he's not done particularly well for them. He exploded onto the scene. He's only scored a couple on his debut. Mm. It's not a really a lot since. But what I would say about that, I don't think it reflects him reflects badly on him as a player I think it's just hard down there because when you go down there as a striker it's not it's not like the Van Dijk and Wanyama things and Tierney who are very specific mm. talents you're going into a sea of strikers down there where you're dealing with now like Haaland mm. previously Sergio Aguero Harry Kane and all, that. all these guys are absolutely world class and for Edouard to go down and in any way try to replicate that who's it, keeping him out of the team is it Zaha? There's, there's Zaha, they've, they've got a number of young Mateo. English young English and French players who, who kind of rotate around a few different positions. Mm-hmm. So they've got a lot of very similar players to Edward, which is quite a tough spot to be in. I think when you look at his career post-Celtic, you can sort of say, like, it has kind of been a disappointment. Yeah. But maybe Palace fans would say that as well, because going down there for a fee like that, you'd expect that 
Palace don't have that out and out striker and yeah. he was going to be that and it's just not quite happened for him playing under Patrick Vieira as well one of his countrymen but I think there's a lot in what you say Jamie I think Odson Edward was kind of too good for Scotland but maybe not good enough mm. for the level but I think maybe Edward was a better player for Celtic but Dembele's maybe a better player may, maybe better suited to play in other leagues and all yeah. that but just for Celtic I mean 9 million quid he cost us and he was worth every penny oh, right. no I brainer know. as Brendan yeah. Rodgers called it to which I think Celtic disagreed at one point going well hold on 9 million quid is yeah. never a no brainer do you know what I mean <laughs> it yeah. is when you've seen what he can do yeah. Yeah, but at the time when Celtic need to write the cheque for the guy when they're agreeing this 9 million pound deal the guys are like well, hold on a minute this represents a massive chunk out of our transfer budget Aye. but he proved to be worth it uh, but we'd already had him on loan as well so mm. you can go you've seen what he can do here yeah. so uh, it was just great to watch and uh, even like it was the right time for him to go because we had that we sort of crossover bit with or maybe Ange and all that, and you're like, no, nah, just let the guy go. They, these guys are all done. But again, a great player for Celtic, but hasn't really been missed because of the players we've brought in as well. Like Kyogo was an instant hero. Is that something all of our blockbuster signings so far have in common? All young-ish, Cameron Carter-Vickers isn't particularly young, but younger yet-to-be-established players at other clubs who isn't working out for them particularly and who we all got on loan first. And and crucially, we all spent a lot of money on. Yeah. So yeah, I think, right. see if you put the transfer fees and a graph next to the transfer fees, and you might find, just off the top of my head, you might find we got exactly what we paid for yeah. almost every single time here. Line goes up, and so does the quality of the team. Yeah, yes, we almost got exactly what we, Now, we created some categories here. You might find myself repeating myself here. We created some categories with players in mind. So we created F.A. Ambrose. For F.A. Ambrose, we created Blockbuster, <laughs> because we had Odson Edward in mind, and we created Flop, because we had Dewey in mind. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was an unmitigated disaster. The One of, if not the worst player I've ever seen take to a, a pitch in a Celtic strip, Stephen. Yeah. Probably um, uh, just so utterly incompetent. I mean, it, not 45, only, it's impressive to get all that in, in 45 yeah. minutes as well. well. He didn't play at Celtic Park, but he's, well, ar he's arguably uh, even the, one of the worst players to ever play at Broadwood. Never <laughs> mind to play at yeah. Celtic Park. So. Did I say play at Celtic Park or play at no, no. Celtic Strip? You, you, ah, right, you right. said that, but I, I added that little mm. twist on there. He's one of the worst players that Clyde fans have ever seen. Never mind then, Chinese. <laughs> this man. Dreadful. I, I mean, mm. it. it, it Speaks volumes that he was brought in with, as you as you maybe alluded to, the, the short sales thing in mind. But he was the China captain brought in to, to ostensibly to develop him into being a Celtic player, right? And for him to get 45 minutes of that and for Celtic to see no further point in pursuing this, uh, this project whatsoever after 45 minutes tells you the level he was at because he'd been at the club a long time before the that the was January game. the Clay game that was January and he'd been brought in and, well quite obviously on deadline day in the previous the previous window and there's no debate to be had he is an utter utter flop can way. I just tell you something at the time though I've got a contemporaneous report here right so mm. he signed on loan initially which I didn't realise it says here Dewey has been ordered to return to China by his club Shanghai Shen. By, by Gordon Strachan. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, right. After they refused the Scottish Premier League leader Celtic's request for an extension of his loan spell. Wow. The 23-year-old defender signed a deal in September which allowed both parties to end the loan move if it wasn't working out in the new year. Do's only team, first team start came for an embarrassing Clyde. We've spoken about that. The Glasgow Giants insisted they were still keen to keep the player at Parkhead but moves to extend the deal floundered over money and now Dewey is heading home. Quote that Celtic said, 
clearly were disappointed an agreement could not be reached to keep Dewey at Celtic. Everyone at the club sincerely wishes him all the best and the very best of the future. Well, well I'm completely wrong. I'm completely wrong then. I, I have just said there that I, I almost gave Celtic credit for cutting it short after 45 minutes and just cutting cutting ties with the guy and getting and moving on. But no, they wanted to keep him. There must have been some setup because there, there is also reporting at the time, and now I can't remember, but there's reporting at the time that we signed him on a four-year deal. So I don't know if we got him on right. loan. There was some loan to buy. Anyway, they, they ended up back, but the guy was terrible. Oh, I, I, terrible. And look, it was so bad, sorry to cut across, but so bad, Melly, that I refuse to believe anyone watched them. Mm, yeah. Well, or maybe it was just a situation a bit like we've had with the COVID season. The culture change was just far too much. And the guy, and you know, it's difficult to adjust to come into this country and do the football side of things as well. Yeah, and this is a long time ago now. It's not as if it, like, Chinese mm. football is as it is now, where they have sort of blockbuster players over yeah, there. Yeah, but it was very early on in that, and it's just when you watched him play it. Even before the 45 minute before half time, like, you need to take this guy off. Yeah. It was that disastrous and cost Celtic the game. The thing I'd like to do is like, separately ask Gordon Strachan about it and hopefully get the truth out of him. Like, were you told to sign this guy? You didn't, he didn't get a sniff until January against a team in the division below. But I'd also like to ask Roy Keane what he thought. Roy <laughs> Keane came in to Celtic in December. This was his debut and he's got that guy behind him. And, He's, remember after that he said about John Hartson going on the bus after Clyde <laughs> Hartson shoveling Chris and coke <laughs> down his gullet I mean what was Roy Keane no wonder he'd had at the end know. of the season but do we absolute flop the yeah. flop of all flops yeah, so no, I, f- I found out we, we loaned him for four months just while you two were talking there we loaned him for four months for £120,000 and that was to allow us to see if he could adjust to Scottish football and then after the four month period we could then buy him for £800,000 and, and get him on a four year deal we wanted to sign the guy for four, four further years and uh, it was his club that, that fell down. And interestingly, there's a wee snippet in that report about Bobo Baldi, how he decided to stay at Celtic <laughs> on 28 grand a week. Um, next up for Celtic, as I lift my little iPad here, Philip Benkovic. Oh. oh, that's quite an interesting one then. Um, I'd actually forgotten about Benkovic in more ways than one. I forgot about him for potentially being in this category and forgot about him ever having played for Celtic, to be <laughs> honest. Benkovic was, um, oh, he was all right, wasn't he? Maybe a little bit overblown in terms of his his value at the time because he's another one of those let's get him back deals with Benkovic. We spoke about this recently, didn't we? We did. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember. Oh, we, we, I think we were talking about kind of various was over, a overrated players. Because yeah. Yeah. Uh, the story Benkovic. of Benkovic was we wanted him. Yeah. Leicester swooped in and paid 13 million for him, blows out the water, didn't really play, came on lonely us, and he sort of left Stephen, as you say, with a decent reputation, but thinking back, he just, did, he was not great. He's a, I thought he was totally fine. I thought mm. he was okay. Uh, I think he, he's maybe just, he's one of those guys who, maybe like Sviatchenko as well, just comes in and Celtic haven't had great luck with centre-halves over the years, like obvious exceptions aside, Dyke and all that. Benkovic came in, and he's one of those guys who might, like Jozo, he fits the profile, doesn't he? He yeah. fits the, mm-hmm. a young guy, tall, physically imposing, quite, uh, seems quite fast, seems fairly capable on the ball. All of those parts amounted to less than the sum of them. I think I think he was just all right. And I think he, his subsequent career after leaving Celtic... Always tells kinda, a story, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it does a, a little bit. Again, I've already said with Edward, it's very difficult to go down south and, and be and replicate the form that you showed in Scotland. You know, the, the, the difference in quality mm. is just vast. 
Um, so I don't think it's it's necessarily a, a complete indictment on his career that he hasn't made it at Leicester. But I do remember having been aware of several loans that he's had. And I think he was at Bristol City at one yeah. point. Didn't really impress the area either, as far as I can gather. So I think he was he was all right. I, I think he's a, he's a firm expected more for me with Benkovic. Don't think he was a flop. I, th- I think that would be very harsh because mm. I think he came in and played okay up until the point that Neil Lennon came back and he just didn't really fancy him. I, I don't think he played another him one yet. that lacked heart that Neil yeah. Lennon didn't like. Yeah, definitely expected more for me. This is another one that that third Brendan Rodgers season, his last one, a lot it was a lot of the games were quite forgettable. That mm. Celtic team was it was on its last legs, wasn't it? There was a lot of players and we hadn't really strengthened in the summer, which meant we were relying on players that didn't play before now playing and it just he was another one you thought right that's a new centre half but he ended up didn't really play as much yeah. and the guys who were previously there were playing and I just I can't really remember a, a standout game or a standout incident for him I think he got a couple of goals but it wasn't as if they were winning goals or anything expected much much more from the guy and but he took loan at Cardiff as well yeah. and I think Lovren and their They've got a tie in with Leicester, so it's not as if he teams chasing them. I think he's in Udinese right now, but I've, mm. I've not seen or heard from him in a long time. Next up, sorry, sorry, he was uh, expected more. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. yeah. Next up, and the final player oh, we're going this? to discuss ending on a high. The boss Camina. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, can I, do, I can even tell what the guy looked like. I remember him arriving on deadline day, signed him a, a goalkeeper, never played. <laughs> Just a, a complete waste of time, man. Oh, Exactly, you've got nothing. Like I can't picture him. I don't know what squad number. I can't even picture what strip he was with. I don't even know if they unveiled him. I, I've got nothing. I remember a p- seeing a picture of him outside Celtic Park. Walking in. Walking it, into aye. Celtic Park, aye. That was about it. A pap shot. <laughs> I think what we've done here is we started off with, I think, Jota quite early on. Mm. Who, I can't remember who the, who the first one was. And we've ended on Lubos Camera. It's like one of those like albums you put on where the first four tracks are absolutely brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> And then after that, you're kind of like, you're, there's a few skippers that, well, in there. Well, that's kind of the problem with uh, YouTube videos, I've noticed, as I've been looking at <laughs> right. analytics. Everyone watches at the beginning, right? And doesn't matter how good your video is, after about 40, it just tails off. You see the analytics oh. tail off. So if if you've hung out to watch the very end of this, and it's ended on Lubos Kamenar, <laughs> we are so sorry. <laughs> oh, we are so sorry. I can't believe you fell off after five minutes and missed out on us getting this to discuss. This video was about 90 minutes long, and I wonder what they're going to discuss at the end. I'm going to stick to the end for this, and it's Lubos Kamenar. It's the, this is Sopranos and it we've basically cut to black right yeah. at the very end of it Lubos Kamara um, nothing to say total flop, flop. I, mean, I mean it's even is he even a flop is he a, he could have his own category aye let's start a new category right at the end Lubos Kamara <laughs> yeah. right at the end Melly yeah, I don't need to even come to you no you could have done your who uh, yeah. just another <laughs> one but just before we finish looking at this and there's a lot of chat about deadline day signings mm. and all that and this list Taking away last season because I think that was a kind of fluke because yeah. we were in such a flux at the time. But deadline day signs aren't they really great, are they? No, mm. they're not. They give you a wee bit of excitement on deadline yeah. day, don't they? But that's about it. And look, let me just sort. My, I want to sign <laughs> off in the the most professional way here. So just before we wrap up this deadline day broadcast, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for supporting us on Patreon. Now we did record this prior to Celtic's deadline day. So if anyone comes in on deadline day twenty two twenty three and you're wondering why we didn't discuss them. Because it's pre-recorded yep. But we caught Absolutely everybody That is us Ranked them We've done a terrific job there lads <laughs> Thank you And goodbye
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.